Sounds good. All right, good. All right. Now, with that, um, we actually have um, something pretty special planned here today. We're going to have two students um, give testimonies. All right, wait, wait, wait. Everybody, come on, stretch out, stretch out. Come on, stand up, stand up real quick. Stand up real quick. Do this. Man, y'all are, you guys are acting dead right now. It's like you guys got depressed. Hey, they're not dying. Those seniors, they're not dying. They're going to be right there. They're fine. All right, we're going to be friends. We're friends forever. All right? We don't, we, have, we don't need to be sad. Okay, now sit down. Now, we're going to have a couple students who are going to come up and share testimonies. Here's what your job is when other people are giving testimonies. Your job is to listen attentively, to encourage them, right? When they say something that's awesome, you go, yeah. All right? That's right. You got to em- embrace, embrace a little bit of, uh, you know, the non-Korean. You just sit there and stare at them. No, 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 don't like that. That makes it hard. All right, let's make it as easy as we can for them. So our um, our first leader who's going to come and share is none other than Lauren Sun. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Um, um, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, um, God, for this opportunity to share um, what you've done in my life, God, and in the ways, Lord, that you've moved and you've set me free. Um, And God, I just pray that my testimony wouldn't be, um, God, that it wouldn't be a story that's impressive or wouldn't be a story that um that it just wouldn't be anything god that um doesn't glorify you lord um god i pray that um my story would be able to share god how you've been faithful god and how you've um, been gracious and merciful to me god um so have your way today and jesus name we pray amen Okay. Um, okay. Um, so, hi. My name is Lauren, um, and I am currently on staff here. And I've been attending this church literally since I was born. Like I was like born into this church. Um, so that's yeah. So I've been born into this church. My grandparents. Um, started coming here first, and then my parents did. Um, And ever since I was very young, um, because I went to church, I knew a lot. I know a lot of, or I don't know a lot. I shouldn't say that. Like, I I knew how to be a Christian to a certain extent. I knew how to read the Bible. I knew how to pray. Like, I knew what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Um, And, like, throughout my childhood, I knew all of that, so I always felt like I felt very confident in myself. Um, and beyond that, like I really, I loved my family growing up. Um, childhood to me was like great. Um, I loved my parents. They loved each other, um, and everything was good. Um, yeah. Um, 
But I guess looking back now, I didn't realize that assuming that everything's so perfect isn't a very good thing. <laughs> um, because ultimately in this life, nothing will be perfect, right? Um, and when you assume that something is, I guess to a certain extent, you can fall into like disappointment. You can fall into like reality where it shatters everything. Um, and that was kind of how it happened for me. Um, June, no, not junior year. Freshman year of high school, um, I basically found out that my parents were going to get a divorce, um, which was a shock to me because I thought my family was like perfect. Like I, we always came to church together. We always hung out together. We had like family game nights. Everything was like so like, you know, like in those movies, you see families and you're just like, oh, I want a family like that. That's what I thought I had. Um, but I didn't. Um, and so, um, so after I found out about my parents, my initial reaction wasn't anger. It was I wanted to fix it. Um, I wanted to find a way where my family wouldn't fall apart, where I could somehow tell my mom, you know, like you have to stay with my dad. Um, that you love him and whatnot. So for me, my initial reaction was I literally searched through the Bible to find out how I, like what marriage is and what family is and why um, a marriage shouldn't fall apart, why my parents should still be in love. I read like all these like random books that I found in my house about marriage um, because I believe that I knew in my heart that not only, uh, not that my mom was wrong, but I knew it wasn't right. Um, but whenever I would do that, like, I would gather my family in the living room, and I would, like, somewhat preach. Not that I was preaching, but, like, I was just, like, you have to do this and this and this. Uh, but my mom hated it. Like, she'd walk out every single time because um, she was so hurt um, that she couldn't see past that. That's all sh she saw. And everything um, that happened in life were through the lenses of her pain. Does that make sense? Um, um, so... <laughs> so <laughs> So, yeah, so after that, um, after seeing my mom continuously walk out in those circumstances, my heart got, grew very hardened because I was like, dude, forget this. Like, I'm trying to do what's right. I'm trying to do what I think is biblical or what I think God would want me to do, but it's not working. And if anything, it causes my mom to become so angry with me. It creates, like, this, like, tension between my grandparents and my parents and me and my brother who was like really young during the time. Um, so I kind of stopped. But stopping made my mom and my relationship a lot better because she then starts like share everything with me about like why she feels hurt and what's going on and whatnot. Um, and um, so during that time, I guess, I never got to process what I felt. I just tried to fix it, so I never had time to really think like, oh, am I hurt? Am I sad? Am I upset? I didn't think about any of that. I just thought I'm going to fix it, and that's it. Um, so fixing it didn't work. Um, so then for me, the next thing was just to numb it all away. Like, I didn't want to think about family. So throughout high school, I did not want to be at home, which is very, if you know me, you know I love my family. Like, I will do, and I will just be with my family all day, and I, I don't have a problem. Um, but during high school, like, I didn't want to because I was so angry, but I didn't know that I was angry. I didn't know what I was feeling. Um, and so for me, um, 
I, so throughout high school, I would hang out a lot with friends. Um, I would try to, I guess, like do, or like just enjoy what life was. Not that I knew what life was, but like, you know, like high school, kind of, no, okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, so in high school, I basically, I partied a lot. I wanted to go out, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to, you know, um, didn't want to think about anything. And um, that kept going with my mom and my dad. They continue, like they never, throughout high school, they never got a divorce. They s talked about it a lot. They never actually got it. They, but my mom would shut my, like everyone in my family out except for me and my brother. So she would come home from work around like four, go into her room, we would never see her again. So the next day where she go leaves, comes home, and then she's in her room. She wouldn't talk with my dad, so I was like the, the messenger. Like she would text me and I'd go tell my dad and my dad would text me and I'd go tell my mom. Um, and I hated it, I hated it, but at the same time, I didn't mind it because it was the closest I felt to my mom because she was very open with me. Um, but I think Doing that, I felt very, it felt very unfair for me because I felt like I had to figure things out for my mom and for my dad. Um, and I felt like I had to pick up pieces that w weren't broken from what I did. Um, and because of that, I guess like near the end of high school into freshman year of college, um, I grew really hardened. I hated coming out to church. Like I would come out because if I didn't, I'd get in trouble by my grandma. But I hated it, like I hated being here. Um, I didn't want to listen to anyone. I didn't want to hear what anyone had to say. Um, I just wanted to like run. Um, and so freshman, going into freshman year, I like hit my lowest point where like I was out every day. Like I didn't want to be at home. Um, during that time my mom moved out so it was just me, my dad, and my grandparents at my house. Um, and I never saw them because the time that I would come home, they were leaving. The time I would, like, I'd wake up, they were, like, about to sleep. So I just never saw them. Um, but I think doing a lot of that, I didn't realize how broken I felt. Um, and so... Um, I... In my heart, I knew that there was something more. I just didn't want to search for it because I didn't want to deal with everything that I've been suppressing those all those years. Um, and so I would just kind of try to look for anything else that could fill whatever like void I had. Um, but in, what is that, 2013? The end of 2013 going to 2014, um, I had like an incident where like I felt like I embarrassed myself to the max and I did not want to meet any of the people that I used to hang out with. Um, so I, after that, I basically cut all of them out of my life because I got so embarrassed of who I thought I was during the time and what I was doing. Um, so I remember I cut them out and I knew we, uh, this is when BTM had a retreat um, and I knew about it, but I really didn't want to go. But at the same time, I felt like that was my only chance. So I remember I went up late um, and I brought one of my friends to go with me. Um, and we went up to the retreat. And like, you know when you go to retreats but you don't really wanna be there, you're not really engaged, you're just in the back just staring at everyone like kinda like 
really into it, but you're just like, dude, what are you guys doing? Um, that's how I was, where I was just in the back, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Um, but there was like this little slight cry in my heart of like, but you do want to be here. Um, and I hated that because I was like, no, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to feel anything. I like feeling numb because I don't have to feel sad for myself. I don't have to feel angry. I don't have to feel anything. I can just deal with life and it, I won't be affected, but that's pride. Or I realized for me, it was pride. Like I didn't want to show that I was weak. I didn't want to show that I had feelings. I didn't want to show any of that. Um, so with that little cry in my heart, I just kind of, um, I remember I prayed to God and I was like, God, if you, if you're real and you really want me to give you everything, because I literally had nothing left to hold on to. My family was a mess. My friendships were a mess. Um, everything was just a mess. Um, so I said, if you really are real and, you know, like, this is my last shot, like, show me something, do something. I, I don't know if that's biblical or not. I just did that um, because I was so, de like, in, internally, I was so desperate for something to be the answer. Um, and literally right as I prayed that, um, I brought with my friend that I brought, um, I, um, the pastors that were speaking literally, like, pointed at both of us and was like, that girl in the white scarf, like, we have a prophetic word for you, come up. But it wasn't me, it was my friend. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, is that a sign? Um, but I took it as my sign. I don't know if it was for me, because it, well, it wasn't for me, because the prophetic word wasn't for me. But um, I took it as a sign from what I prayed. Um, and in that moment, I remember, I, I, I don't know what I prayed, um, but I just remember falling. And, like, it was one of the first times where, like, I, like, bawled to God. Um, because I realized um, not that I was sorry for myself, but I got <coughs> I got to feel um, everything that I've been suppressing for all those years. Um, but as I was like feeling everything, the crazy thing was like I saw the Lord like purifying and like renewing me in the process. And it was one of those moments where it's like, it doesn't make sense. I would say, like, following God doesn't make sense because you can't see anything. And to people that haven't experienced it, it there's no point to it. But when you experience the love of God and the things that he can do for you, there's no way that you can walk away. Because the love that he has isn't a love that you can find here. I promise you. I haven't tried everything but with everything that I have tried, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Um, and I'm, the more and more, like, that was the first time where I really felt like I met the Lord. And it was crazy because for me, it's not that God gave me, like, a promise of, like, this is your calling or this is your purpose. It wasn't any of that. For me, it was simply him purifying me um, and, and him renewing me. And that was enough for me to say yes. Um, and after that, you know, like, I... For me, I spent some time being on my own. Like, I didn't, like, with the friendships that I did cut out, I cut them out. So I didn't go back to it. I didn't seek after it, um, whether or not that's wise. In the time, for me, I felt like it was the most wise, because if not, I probably would have not, I, I wouldn't be here. But um, I think the more and more I 
have relationship or have a relationship with the Lord, I realize like the only reason why I'm here isn't because God gives me a purpose. It isn't because God um, gives me everything I want or he like, you know, like it's not him doing anything from or it's not anything, I guess, of like what I want. The simple reason why I'm here is just because I know that he loves me. Um, and his love for me isn't a love that can be matched by anyone here, um, not even my family. And that's something that I had to learn. I'm still learning now because for me, my family was my number one. Um, but I'm learning, like, the more and more, like, this past week or, like, this past month, I don't know, um, I've been realizing, like, even my family can't fulfill all the, like, things in my heart or the void in my heart. Um, all that can is the love of God. And um, and if there's, I guess, if there's anything that um, you can take from, like, my whole story, if, yeah. Um, I just pray and I hope that everyone, every day, would you fall more in love with the Lord. That will keep you going all the days of your life. Um, because there's, um, there's nothing that, there's nothing that can replace it. Um, and I can guarantee you that if you give it your whole heart, you'll receive a whole heart back. Uh, and and that's for me that's my story my story is just the fact of knowing that Jesus loves me compels me to love him back knowing that Jesus loves me compels me to um, forgive or compels me to do whatever it is that I do for him um, because trust me I wouldn't be serving I wouldn't be doing all that I do if I didn't love him because it's a lot it's hard it's freaking hard um, but I do it because I like I love the Lord, and my prayer every day is that literally I pray that all the days of my life, I would just be able to give him more and more of my heart because that's what matters. The Lord doesn't ask us, like when, when we say yes to him, he doesn't say like, give up this, give up that, do this, do that, and then you'll be with me. He simply asks us to just love him. The moment we love him, we will naturally give it away. We will naturally do things that we never thought we would do because love will call you to do crazy things. And I'm sure all of us have dealt with that or seen that in our lives one way, in one way or another. And it's the same with God. The, the moment you say yes and you allow him into your heart, that means you're going to allow him into whatever pains or whatever uh, wounds that you have, whatever... Um, anger you may have, whatever it is, you're allowing him into all of that. But the moment you do, you get to see how he can redeem and how he restores and how he um, defends and how he protects and how he comforts our hearts. Um, yeah. So that's my story. Um, I will pray for us and then we'll be good to go. Um, Lord, I thank you, God, for the ways um, that you've renewed my heart and that you've restored and you continue to restore um, who I am, Lord. And I just pray, God, that in whatever it is that was said and whatever it is that people heard, Lord, I pray that you would begin to minister to hearts, God, and that um, 
in the same ways, Lord, that you've loved me, God, you love every single person in this room, and I pray, God, that they would know and they would come to taste and see, God, of how good your love is and how deep and how um, how whole it makes us. Uh, Lord, we love you and we thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Okay, um, yeah, let's let's pray again. <laughs> so, Father God, I pray that um, would you use my story, Father God, to impact whoever you want in this room, Father God. And God, that that everything I say would glorify you. God, I rebuke any fear that is in my heart right now, any trembling in my voice. <laughs> Let them hear your story, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Jimmy Kim. I go to USC, and I am a junior. And quick story, actually not quick story, this is my testimony, but um, I actually didn't go to USC, like right off the start. And just to preface that, like, I went to Troy High School, and that's a school that's like really pressuring. A lot of students work hard. It's a magnet school. People come from everywhere just to you know apply to this program that was once prestigious. But um, <laughs> yeah, and um, and like I felt that pressure. There's like this pressure that you have to do really well, and you know, then you just want to do everything out of your own strength. Like, I have to study more. I have to involve myself more. Like, I have to do this because if I don't do it, no one else will. And so, like, going to high school, like, I was very used to that. I was like, oh, I'm going to do everything out of what I can do. And the thing is, like, when I, went, when, I, when I was going to church, like, I was, like, passionate for God. The thing is, I started to seek the approval of, like, others. Oh, sorry. I started to seek, like, the approval of, like, others as my source of comfort. Or, like, that one retreat, you know, in, like, junior high or, like, beginning of high school, you're, like, you know, I'm going to set my life, like, I'm going to give my life to you, God. I'm going to do everything I can. And then, yeah, over the course of high school, like, I forgot that. Like, that passion was redirected to friends who, like, gave me that approval. Um, I started praying less. And then I eventually I reached a point where I was like, man, I'm so fake. Like, I come to church um, on a weekend, and, like, I'm on, I'm on praise team. I'm playing. I'm like, dude, I'm so doing this out of my flesh. And, yeah, and I was like, Jimmy, you have to make a decision. You know, like, you're going to choose God or you're going to choose, like, your friends or, like, the world, essentially, because my friends are Christian. But, and I thought about it for a really long time. And so I chose my friends and the world. And in that, mom in that moment, I knew, like, that's sin. For someone who's, like, grown up in the church and, like, someone who knows, like, when you choose 
when you have friendship with the world, like, over God, that's sin. And, like, because I was, like, hurt by my own decision, like, I, like, ran away from God. And so, like, towards the end of, like, high school, I was, like, partying. I was, I was really lost. And, and so, basically, for college, um, I went to a school really far away from here. Like, I, I was born and raised here, but I went to, I went all the way to New York. And, and partially was, the reason why I did that is because, man, like, OC is such a, such a bubble. Like, we're really blessed with, like, what we have. And, you know, part of me was, like, I want to see what's out there. And I, like, want to explore. And, you know, it's college. It's a new experience. Like, might as well go to a new place. And so I went, and I struggled a lot. And it's not because of the location. It's not because it's cold. Um, it's because when I went, like, I was running away from here. Like, not physically, but, like, mentally. That, like, my hurt with God, my hurt with myself, was associated with this place. And so I wanted to leave. And, like, I think it's, like, a older sibling thing to do, but um, when you're the oldest in, like, your family, like, you have, like, a hero complex. And, like, you want to fix things. Like, you, like, there's, like, this, like, silent rule that, like, it's up to you, you know? And, like, my parents was like, oh, can you fix this? Can you fix that? And, like, that's really superficial, like, like, mom, dad, you're so old, but, you know, it goes, it goes deeper, and, you know, problems that you start to see in your family, or, like, problems with your siblings, and, like, for me, problems with myself, I was like, look, I have to fix this, because, like, this is a problem, and, like, in my head, I'm thinking, if I'm not going to fix it, who's going to fix it, and I was so blinded by, like, what I thought I had to do, and so going to New York, I, like, like, I, like, got destroyed. Like, I did okay academically, but the thing is, that's the only thing I could do. I was that weird guy who just stayed in his dorm room, like, all day. <laughs> yeah, I was that guy. No shame. And I had a lot of time to myself because... I couldn't connect to anyone. I was so hurt, and like, I was just thinking, man, dude, everyone's so weird here. And like, they're all white, and like, they think, they think I'm like an international student, because, <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, so just to fast forward, um, I come back for the summer, or actually winter, winter break. And um, at this time, BTM had two different services. And I came to the first one, and I was in the back, of course. You know, if you're, like, not good with God, you're usually in the back. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't mean to, like, call. <laughs> oh, that's for me. Okay, that's for me. That's for me. Okay, no, 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 okay. This is, okay, let's, let's bring it, okay, let's bring it back. Okay. And um, I remember I was watching Carolina. Carolina, she was leading worship. And, like, for me, worship has a really special place in my heart. Um, you know, at first it was like, oh, like, I get to play guitar on a stage. But 
you know, I came to realize that, like, that passion, like, God gave that gift to me. And then for me, my worship unto him is playing music and to support others to, like, I don't know, I feel like music speaks differently. And so when I saw Carolina lead on that Sunday, like, I felt that tugging at my heart. I was like, oh, I didn't want to feel that, you know? And I was back at OC. And I'm pretty sure you don't remember this, Pastor Dennis, but you came up to me, you said hi. I was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm good. And then we were just both looking at Carolina uh, leading worship. And he's like, dude, you have, like, a calling on your life. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I, I didn't really think much of it because that's, like, such a church thing to say. Or that's, like, my immature self, like, saying that. And so I went back to school in the spring. This time I was a lot more determined to, um, you know, transfer out. Like, for me, I was like, look, I need to get out of this place. It's too cold. The people are mean. And, like, <laughs> if, I, if the only thing I can do is study, then the best option for me is to just transfer out with the grades that I have. And so that's, that was, that's what drove me. And that's like pretty much when I like started becoming depressed. Because again, this is something I did out of my own strength. And so I came back to OC in the summer, so broken, coming out of like a, like a hurtful relationship you know, not knowing what's right and what's wrong at that point. And so that summer, um, I just remember, I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to, like, give it one more shot. Because at this point, like, if this doesn't work, then what will? And so I started coming to church, and I remember that night, or that Sunday, it was a family Sunday for, like, for a worship team. That's, like, when we just all have an outing. And they're like, you should come out to that. I was like, what are the odds that, like, this Sunday is the Sunday that they invite worship team, you know? And so I went, and then... I saw everyone that I was on worship team with in high school. So I like basically traveled back in time. And like the, their first response is like, dude, like how are you? You know, not like, oh, like, hi. Like, they weren't being awkward, they like welcomed me. And like in that welcoming, I felt like God was saying, look, yeah, you did mess up. But thing is like, if you're willing to come back, I will take you back. And so, like, the one question I'm trying to, like, answer and, like, I'm being reminded of right now as I'm up here is that, like, I love God because he's a redeemer. my notes. <laughs> yeah, and so that's when he really tore me down, saying, like, this is how far you can go. 
um, doing things out of your own strength. This is as far as you will get, and you're gonna hit like a bigger wall later. And so that's when I surrendered everything. That was like, for me, I think God was teaching me like one of the biggest lessons in my life, that with my family and with my friends, that like, yeah, I have some influence, but thing is like, I can't change their lives the way that God can. And so, yeah, after that, after surrendering to God, like, because, you know, career is, like, what you can do, right? Like, what you do at school and then your job. And so I had to give that up, too. As in, like, God, I choose you over my career. And it's so hard because at that time, like, I got accepted into USC, and it was really weird because I got rejected from lower tier schools. And so I thought it was done for me because I thought I was going to go back to New York and just fall into that cycle. Um, but no. Like, m like the weeks before I got my decision to, like, go there, um, I was being, like, really prayerful. And, like, I remember it was actually around this time, like, right before VBS, and I was like, God, I really don't want to go back. I really don't know what to do. Like, and I was like really doubtful of like USC. You know, just a chance to stay here where like I like came back to God, and I was like, like I'm really scared because I realized I can't do anything. And so like when I got that decision. I just heard God like clearly speaking to me. It's like, like this was never like, you never like had a part in the decision besides the fact that you decided to come back to me. And now that you have like, I will show you what you can do through me. I'll show you how I can use you, how you can glorify my kingdom. So that's why, like, I love God and the school I'm at because this is not a school that God's given to me. I mean, this is not a school that I got into, but this is a school that God has given to me. This is something he has given to me. And so when I see that, I'm like, how, can, how could I not do anything, you know? And, like, when we love God, like, it's a response, right? Because you don't, you don't love God first. And so when I felt that, I was like, man, how could I not obey, like, what he desires for this school? How can I not obey, like, what he wants for my friends and what he wants for my family, what he wants for, like, our world? Like, how could I not respond to that call? Yeah, so um, that's me. And that's pretty much why I'm here, because... I have vision for that, vision for, um, you know, revival in America, in our families, in our schools, and in our churches. Because, like, God showed me his heart first. Yeah.
and that's it. Amen. Worship. Holy cow. Worship team, could you come on up? Amen. I just want to give us an opportunity to respond to these two students. Both Lauren and Jimmy have shared how God took them from a low point in their time. How many of you guys know sometimes you kind of got to hit rock bottom before God can wake you up to the fact that you need him? So I have good news for you. If you feel like you're in a difficult and a tough time of your life, I want to say sometimes... We need to go through that to wake us up to the fact that what we have isn't working. The maturity that we have right now, maybe, maybe I need something else. And this is the story. And look, you could be going to church for 20 years of your life and realize there's got to be something more than this. There's got to be something more than this. I know people that have been in church for decades and decades until they finally realize that what they had wasn't real faith. When they realized that there was something that was missing from their walk with God, I got to that place. My senior year in high school, I still remember when the Lord woke me up to the reality that my Christianity was all based on what I could do. It was all based on my improving myself and making myself better. And the Lord woke me up and said, no, what real faith is, it's a surrender to me. It requires that I actually show up in your life. That's what real Christianity is. It's not ethics. It's not you learning to be a better version of you. It's you surrendering to a living God and saying, God, I need you to show up in my life. It's not enough for me to live on my own and just do what I've been doing over and over and over. I need you to show up in a real way in my life. I want to invite you right now. Would you just stand up? There's a story in the Bible about the most successful man on the earth. You know what his name was? King Solomon. In his time, he was the richest, most powerful man that he knew of. There was nobody else as successful as Solomon in his lifetime that he knew. And you know what he wrote in the book of Ecclesiastes? He wrote this, chapter 2, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the, re the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Would you bow your heads right now? I want to challenge some of you in here today. You know that God is real. You've had experiences with Him. You've had Him speak to your heart. You've had Him provoke you. But you have never surrendered to him. You've always given him the test and say, well, God, if you show up and do this, or God, if you, you know, do like what you did for that guy, right? You give me an audible voice, then I'll follow you, God, right? Or you show up with a divine circumstance, you come out of the clouds, then I'll follow you, God. Well, I, I want to tell you something. It's God who's asking you that question. I know that's weird, but this is how it works. God doesn't feel obligated right, to prove himself to you. He's actually looking for those who will respond in faith and in need to him. 
says we humble ourselves before the Lord and He will lift us up. That's His promise. Can I tell you what's in the way of you experiencing God? It's not Him and it's not His unwillingness. It's our own pride and arrogance thinking that we don't really need Him. Today, I tell you, if you can hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Today, if you're willing to say, God, I want to put myself out there. I know that what I have is not enough, but I've never gone all the way in. I've put my foot in the water of Christianity. I've tried out some services. I've tried out some of the things, but I've never gone all the way in. I want to tell you, what you're living right now is not the way it's supposed to be. You only experience God to the degree that you put yourself all the way in. When you put yourself out on the ledge, I always say this, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. That's not original. But it's true. It requires risk. It requires you saying, God, I'm not 100% sure, but there's this hope in my heart, and I know that without you, life is meaningless. I know there's no other better option, God. So I'm saying, God, would you take my life? Would you take it all? Would you say, God, I want you. I want you more than anything else. That's what I want. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for somebody who will say, God, I trust you in your word. And I tell you, if you have that inside of your heart, let me tell you, it's God that's speaking to you. Because that can't be manufactured apart from God speaking it to your heart, the revelation of who he is. Today I want to offer to you, if you want to devote your life, if you want to dedicate your life to Him and say, God, I need you. And I want to go all in for you, God. I'm tired of just sticking my toe in the water. I'm tired of just trying things out. No, I want to say that I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to go after you with all my heart. I'm going to make the choice to live for Jesus. I want to invite you to come on up right now. To come on up right now. Don't let timidity get in the way of what you know the Lord is speaking to your heart. If you know God is saying, now is the time. Don't wait for tomorrow. There may not be a tomorrow. Sometimes we have the mentality, oh man, when I've done all the fun stuff I want to do, then at the very end I'll repent. Well, I want to say, that end is not guaranteed for you. That's why it says, today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Today there's an opportunity for you to say, God, I recognize that I'm engaged in stuff that's not pleasing your heart. I recognize that I'm sinful. Lord, I want you to have it. I want to come before you and learn to be like you and live like you. If that's you, come on up to the front. Come on, don't worry about what those other people are saying. Don't worry about what they're thinking. You, this is just between you and God right now. We're going to sing a worship song, and I want to invite you, if you're going to make that decision, come on up with boldness. Just run on up here. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask that God would take a hold of your life today. Amen? Right now, let's worship.